Hey, Dodger fans, what's happening? Dodgers win 8-5 at the Ravine today on Sunday, putting the finishing touches on a series win versus the Red Sox. We'll look back over the past week. We'll talk some deadline trade deals. We'll talk some Puig, and we'll look ahead to the upcoming homestand. Yes. yes. Sounds good. <laughs> All of tonight on Dodgers Rap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> I know what everybody's questioning. Why are they coming into LMFAO? It's 2016. But got to give each row some props. He got his 3,000th career hit. That's all in the major leagues. Pete Rose, calm down. And, uh, you know, just give him an attaboy to him. Yeah. But now we can talk some Dodgers. Yeah. And the second question on everybody's mind, who is Rob Sagadin? <laughs> Here to give us the answer, Joshua Gershon. Set a record today with four uh, RBIs in his major league debut for the Dodgers. Unbelievable! <laughs> looked good today. Yeah. Uh, he depending uh, on who you're rooting for. Yeah. <laughs> well, for <laughs> us, he looked good. For you, maybe not so much. But uh, he uh, found a little bit about him. He's 27, major league debut, seven years in the minors. Mm. Uh, a lot of injuries. College had a back injury that kept him out for a year. Minors hip injuries that have kept him out. They just acquired him in the offseason from the Yankees for, I think, nothing. Just, yeah. you know, swapping minor leaguers. And, you know. Sounds like a guy that's hard not to pull for. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Hit, but was raking in Oklahoma City, 319, 21 home runs. Yeah. So, you know, the Dodgers have had trouble hitting left handed pitching, you know, especially the outfielders. <clears throat> right. So, uh,. They said, hey, why not? We might as well give him the shot. He's raking in Oklahoma City. Let's see what he can do. <clears throat> Had a nice debut today. Yeah, I mean, every time he came up, the bases <laughs> were full, you know, and then he made short work of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was sad to see, but, you know. It's good. I like to see when a guy, it's a, as they say, what is it, the uh, Crash Davis kind of dream there, you know, the Bull Durham, Kevin Costner and Bull Durham, career minor leaguer who finally gets to the bigs. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you definitely, definitely got to pull for a guy like that. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it was kind of a disappointing week going into this series, them drop, uh, Dodgers yeah. dropping two out of three up in Colorado. Uh, but it was good to see them come back and get two, two three versus uh, Boston. Yeah. Uh, you know, Clearly a better team. I, I don't know what the Rocks did this weekend, but... Yeah, they, they were raking the ball all yeah. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, don't sleep on us. We're still hanging out here at like 500. They are still hanging around. You never know. If they you, they get hot at the right time... I mean, like when they made that World Series run, they got super hot. You never know what's going to happen. Because they're five games back, right? Dodgers only a game back. Yeah. It just <laughs> and it's not really because they're playing spectacular no, baseball. It's because the Giants are nosediving they right now. They are nosediving, <laughs> you know? And, like, so let's just talk a little bit because we kind of talked about it last week uh, when you weren't here of, like, speculative trades. But the, the, the Dodgers made their big trade, you know, shortly before the deadline, uh, acquiring uh, Rich Hill and Josh Reddick. 
Which uh, I know we talked about. I know you guys talked about. I know we talked about it two weeks ago that that was a strong possibility. Mm-hmm. They were looking at those two guys. Um, I read already that they're trying to negotiate with Reddick for an extension because uh, both guys are. They're both co- both contracts are up at the end of this year for both guys. So I would imagine the Dodgers going into this, they're not going to give minor leaguers away for nothing. So I'd imagine they have to at least keep one of those guys. <coughs> you would think. And it, it, it's kind of... What, what, what did you kind of think about the trade overall? Uh, well, I mean, I liked it. I guess, you know, the issue with Montez is while he has been pitching good, we still don't know about his durability. He has been injured, I think, his entire pro career so far in the minor leagues, right? I believe he's been injured almost every year. Who, Montez? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like... And he projects his at best setup man, right? I believe right. that's his best. Yeah, he's probably going to be a hard thrower out of the bullpen. It just seems like they went into this with the mindset that okay, we're not going to trade Urias. Obviously, yeah. we're not going to trade uh, De Leon. Yeah. We're not going to trade uh, Verdugo, and we're not going to trade. Is it Kepinger or Ke- Ke- Bellinger? Bellinger, Bellinger, yeah, the first baseman, mm-hmm. and like we're not, but anybody else you you can kind of have. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> like when you kind of look down in the Dodgers minor leagues, it was like the first tier of pitching prospects was kind of like De Leon and Urias, yeah. and, and unless you're getting Chris Sale, they were not giving up those guys. That's for sure. <laughs> right, <laughs> and then the second tier of uh, pitching prospects was pretty much Cotton, Holmes. In Montas. Yeah. <laughs> so you pretty much just traded that whole second tier of like, so now you got like the, the striplings of the world on the next tier, the striplings <laughs> and the Brock Stewarts, you know. Uh, Stripling pitched good yesterday. He sure did. Yeah, he got he had that little bit of a jam in the first inning, and uh, Kendrick made that great play on uh, on the ball Ortiz hit. Yeah. And man, and then uh, Stripling got out of that pretty pretty nicely after that. So And he, he didn't struggle at all after that first inning. No, he settled in nicely. He was able to give him five strong. And then they got uh, that kid um, come out of the bullpen. Drayton, who, Drayton. They just, who they just brought up, who I right. thought looked really good. And he looked good <laughs> in his first appearance, too, when yeah. he came up in a relief appearance. <laughs> he was just... Excuse me, a victim of the numbers game in that yeah. one, and had to be sent down. Uh, but he's he's looked very composed, and uh, I'm real impressed with the composure of him, Stripling, and even uh, Brock Stewart. Yeah. You know, even though he's kind of got touched up in his two two starts for the Dodgers, he shows me something. You know, he's definitely poised. You know, well, I liked uh, they both. Uh, then they both admit Drayton and Stripling to be nervous to face Ortiz. In that game, they were both they were both kind of uh, in awe a little bit of facing him, which I thought was uh, was was kind of fun. But they both got him out. Yeah, <laughs> tripling twice, I think. And uh, well, he was wrong. Kendrick made a really good play on that one ball. I'll say, I know Ortiz is a little bit of a slump. Uh, yeah, but he he made nice defensive plays. Guys have played defense is it a year hasn't played in the out in the field at all. Yeah, made two nice plays in the at first base. I was impressed. Yeah. <laughs> the the thing that's you know, what's kind of surprising about this trade, well, you know, you needed Hill. You know, you needed to kind of bolster the staff, so it was good getting that. He hasn't made his appearance because of uh, blister problems. Uh, yeah, I know what you're thinking. This guy's a major leaguer. How's a blister? <laughs> he's a pitcher, okay? <laughs> you can't have a blister if you're a pitcher. But uh, he's, uh, what's the story? He's going to go Friday? Is that the yeah, deal? Yeah, right now it gets the Pirates. Okay. And then Urias is uh, going to make another start. Is he going tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah. Nice. <laughs> 
So it's like best laid plans to kind of slow down Urias, but they're like needing him on the major league level yeah. to kind of come up and make these starts. So it's like well, I'm still ugh. shocked that De Leon is not in this mix yet. Right. You know, because he's still killing the competition right now in AAA. So I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. You, there. you would have thought like he would have been more in the shoot, you know, faster than Urias because because he's twenty two, twenty three, yeah. So uh, that's it's, it is rather surprising. Um, well, what's kind of surprising is, and you touched a little bit on it earlier, of the the Dodgers' lack of being able to hit lefties, you know? So yeah. <laughs> I think the idea was to bring in an outfielder that could hit lefties. Instead, they bring in Josh Reddick, yeah. <laughs> who's slugging 171 versus lefties this year. <laughs> so it's like, and if you kind of look at the numbers of Reddick uh, over, like, the last month, and then Puig over, yeah. like, the, when, since he came up from the DL? Yeah, Puig's numbers were better. The only thing where Reddick was, I mean, I mean, he's only gotten one hit so far, as a Dodger, but uh, when he was on the A's, his him with runners in scoring position was a lot better than Puig. Okay, that was one of the big things. You think he was sitting three seventy something with runners in scoring position? There you go. Where uh, Puig was not, and Reddick doesn't have the arm, but is a very good defensive outfielder. Yeah, he's got a decent hose. I mean, he's not Puig like. Yeah, Puig like. It's not Puig like, but as far as hoses go, he might be top fifteen hose in the league. Yeah, you know, but he's just not top three <laughs> like Puig. But speaking of Puig, what's uh, what's the situation what's with this guy? Yeah, it, it really. We kind of talked a bit about it last week. Of it seeming like it was just addition by subtraction, just getting rigged to this guy, and it's it's a chemistry thing in in, yeah. in the clubhouse. Nobody seems to like. Him. Well, when the I remember when the Van Slyke story came out. Uh, for those of you who don't know. Um, Scott Van Slyke kind of told his dad and Van Slyke, you right. know that uh, he's. Kershaw doesn't Former like... Former pirate. Yeah. And Cardinal. <laughs> That's true. And uh, actually, he was... Uh, he Because the first game I ever went to Dodger Stadium was the Pirates with Vance Lyke, Bonilla, and Bonds. Oh, yeah. That was a good team. <laughs> yeah. First game I ever went Early to. Early 90s. Saw Vance Lyke make a hell of a diving catch. Anyway. Spanky Lavalia <laughs> behind the ditch. You, I mean, you would, if you would just turn it on, you might think this is uh, Pirates Rap 360. <laughs> we got some black and yellow uh, microphones. You know, just... But uh, it said that Kershaw was not a fan of Puig. And when they asked Kershaw about it, he never denied it. He just kind of deflected it a little bit. Ah. But never he never said, like, oh, no, that's not true. It's because Clayton Kershaw never lies, kids. So, you know, when your best player, and Gran- we know Granky had issues with him when Granky was there. You know, that was kind of documented. And then uh, I believe... I mean, who didn't Granky have problems with? That dude's <laughs> yeah, just an odd bird. Yeah, he is. Like, He's just an odd guy. <laughs> like, most of the, most of the, uh, the starters you have to, like, avoid on their day of pitching, maybe the day before. It was like... seemed like everybody was avoiding Granky. <laughs> Crazy. But uh, I guess Molly Knight was... I was listening to her on the radio a couple of days ago, and she was saying, yeah, that... You know, because she wrote the book about uh, Friedman and, you know, the Dodgers and all this in Puig. Right. And um, she was saying that, yeah, he, this has kind of been known in the clubhouse, that he's not the most well-liked guy. And you're willing to put up with it when, when you're slugging five, 550, right. like he was his rookie year, yeah. you'll put up with it. When you're not, yeah. <laughs> it's a different story. It's like, I mean, the rumors of Bonds, what, he had his own locker literally separate from the rest of the team. Like his locker was in a completely separate area. That was the rumor with Bonds, but the Jeff Kent down the other end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when you're hitting like Bonds, you'll yeah. be like, oh well, forget it. Who cares? Yeah. You know, if when you're not when you're not producing and you still have that attitude, 
you know, it's it's going to be hard. But it's true. Like Andrew Friedman was probably getting <laughs> daily calls from Kershaw's representation. Like, okay, so these are Puig's stats. Why is he still on the team? <laughs> I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised. No. I remember we talked about it with uh, at the gate with my wife and my sister mm-hmm. Friday night about a kid coming from that kind of background, the way he got here in the first place. You know, it, it makes you wonder how. If if it's as much fault as the Dodgers, if it's the Dodgers' fault as much as it is Puig's, right? You know right. the way they handled him. Maybe they did bring him up way too early. Yeah. You know, have uh, my good friend Michael was saying it for years, even when he was hot. He's like, no, they shouldn't have brought him up this early, even when he was raking the ball. Right. Like, no, they shouldn't have brought him up. You know, he wasn't ready yet. He wasn't ready yet. And now he's might have been proven to be right a couple years later that he really wasn't ready to come up at that point. Yeah. Because they say now he can't hit the fastball, really. Oof. Like he's struggling with the fastball, and yeah, it's like that flashness of like just being a newbie. Like nobody knows how to pitch yeah. you or anything, so you can kind of ride on that for like six, six to eight weeks, and then once people got the book on you, it's up to you to make the adjustments. Yeah. And it just seems like kind of Puig, you know, never really made those. Not to mention the fact like all the other like little baseball stuff that he didn't like, you know. Missing the cutoff man, yeah. or you know, making errors, base running, and well, stuff like even that. stuff like showing up late, right? You know, doing things like that. So, I mean, <clears throat> he tried. I mean, look, he tried Mattingly's patience. He tried Robert's patience. And as former players, I'm sure they were willing to cut him some slack. Yeah, you know, it. it he seems to have worn those guys. I mean, he, he wore Mattingly down pretty much. Yeah, Roberts yeah. even said uh, when asked, uh, it was like. He was trying to gloss over it as much as he could, but he did admit when he was asked, like, did Puig take up more of your time than the average player? Yeah. Was that taking away from one of the plays? And he's like, yep. So you can't have that. No. You can't have that. He actually went on to elaborate, like, oh, I think it's the manager's job to be available to all the players and all this stuff. So, you know, and it just seems like these, you know, I'm kind of calling the cool kids on the team, but like, you know, Seeger and, you know, Trace and Jock, you know, they're just like, you know, uh, cool. Don't they all all live together? Yeah, they all live together. You know who wasn't invited to live there? Puig. You know, and I feel bad for Puig because it's just, it's a lot of it's just just a culture change, you know, and things like that. And it's like these kids, I mean, Seager's brother's a big leaguer. Trace Thompson's dad was, you know, a professional athlete. So they kind of know the deal and they're kind of like cool from birth you know and they just kind of keep like rolling into it just Puig just was not cool I mean cool when you enough. come from Puig literally this nothing this is LA Dodgers yeah. this ain't Oklahoma City Dodgers so he's going to be super cool down there you know Puig came from nothing you know nothing at all came here I mean if you, if you believe the story of how he got here you know in the first place like on a raft and through Mexico and all this stuff right you know and to suddenly have millions, it's, <laughs> it's got to be a lot. You know, it's, it's got to be a lot. It has to I, be. I do feel bad for the guy. And you just you kind of feel bad for, uh, like, Andrew Friedman because, you know, he was, like, dangling him out there at the trade deadline and nobody was offering no. anything besides a nickel on the dollar for him. Yeah. And you know how much talent this kid has and you just can't let him go because <laughs> you got to, you got to, yeah. Well, I mean, everyone... Everyone's Save convinced. Everyone's convinced we're not going to see him play again with through the Dodgers. I'm not as convinced, right? Because if you can't trade him, I mean, I'm sure they put him through waivers, you know. So no one's going to pick him up. You can't trade him. 
You can't, what are you, just going to outright release him? I mean, he'll walk on somewhere else, I'm sure. Why wouldn't anybody claim him? Is his money that exorbitant? Isn't he, like, on the oh, no, he's on seven a, or eight mil? He's on a great deal, but don't you have to give up a draft pick for that? Oh, is that what it is? I yeah. thought you could kind of work out a trade. If you, 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 put can't in a work, claim. you can't work on a, you can't, but that's only if he goes through waivers, if no one claims him. Oh, uh, okay. But I do think if someone claims him, you do have to work out a deal. Yeah. You either work out a deal or the team that put him on there pulls it back. Yeah. And then he can't be traded the rest of the waiver period. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So it's, it's, what, it's just unfortunate. I mean, I hope, I really hope the best for the guy. I, yeah. He's exciting. It, you know, he injected some life into baseball a little bit. I'd like to see him succeed. Yeah. You know, I just hope he can kind of get his uh, head on straight. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let us know if anybody has any clear, uh, clarity out there on that waiver system, if they would have to give up a draft pick uh, if he was there. Let us know about that. You can, uh, on the Twitterverse, you can hit up Josh at, at Gersh13. At Gersh13, Love yeah. that, love that. Uh, you know, so hit him up during the... Pro- also, if you can answer this one for me, what happened in Dodgers history on this date in 1972? Okay, so August 7th, 1972. What impactful thing happened in Dodgers history? Do you know? I do not. Okay. That was before my time. Oh, it is? It is? <laughs> but um, uh, we'll talk about it at the end of the show <laughs> if anybody doesn't tweet you. Um, so uh, some other big news besides the trade this week. Well, we also picked up another guy in the trade. The only guy since the Dodgers have been in L.A. with the last name Chavez comes to the ravine. <laughs> Jesse Chavez. Who's not very good. No, <laughs> but, you know, we got him for your boy Mike Bolsinger, right? You know, I don't know why there was so much hate for Mike Bolsinger. There's a lot of hate I on Bolsinger. don't know why. <laughs> it seemed like when he came up, he would do adequate. He was. I saw the dude pitch like a, like a two-inch shutout in one game that I went to last year. But they've been running him out of town for some reason. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know he doesn't throw hard. Yeah. You know, he's not, I think he hits, what, 90, 91 on the gun. I know he's not a hard thrower. Yeah. But I thought he... Did what exactly what you wanted him to do? Yeah. And now we get Chavez, who yeah, he can throw hard, but the dude's got like a five ERA. I mean, it did seem like kind of an odd acquisition. It was almost like, who can we get for next to nothing that uh, we can maybe sell some shirts on? <laughs> well, it is Chavez Ravine. If we could pick up a guy named Chavez, that'd be great. What <laughs> well, do you think? He is from here, I believe. He's from LA. Yeah. Uh, like I, Inland Empire or somewhere. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But. I mean, his, uh, his 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 whip was high. His ERA was high. I mean, he got shelled by the Red Sox on Friday. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a boy, honey. You know, he sees something <laughs> that mechanics he can just kind of tinker with because his actually his appearance today was very good. He faced four batters, retired all four. Yeah, and so. actually, uh, Josh Fields' knock on wood has been solid for them since they acquired him too. Uh, yeah, on waivers from Houston, right? Yeah. So they're bringing in some arms. You know, I mean. <laughs> He throws hard. He's up to, like, 97 and stuff. Yeah. You know who's kind of making his way back in the circle of trust? Baez. Baez. Uh, He has pitched better lately. I will give him that. Yeah. Which is good. (laughs) They seem knock wood. Hopefully he's kind of over his his homer happiness. Well, with... Well, with Libertor down, we have that same problem. We don't have a lefty. Right. Libertor's on the DL now. Avalon, I don't think, can get it done. He didn't look good today, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Howell, we saw Friday, did not look good. Yeah. You know. He, Howell's been 
better lately. He's been better over the past month uh, than he was, you know, to start the season. And, you know, if you remember last year, he was pretty much lights out for the first four months of the season and then tanked it for the last two. So maybe it's the reverse this time of where he's, like, terrible for the first two or three months and then has a good close. I mean, if, I'd like to be able to get something out of one of those guys because yeah. there are only lefties out of the pen. Right. Well, now we got Drayton coming up. Drayton's a lefty, I believe. Was he okay? I think he's a lefty. Yeah, he could be heard from because, I mean, Libertor really was kind of out of that lefty mold and really had kind of graduated into that setup man, that, yeah. like, <laughs> lockdown eighth who's going to face lefties all righty regardless. And, uh, you know, Blanton was kind of in that mix too, you know. Those days were kind of going back and forth in seventh and eighth. Blanton's been kind of ineffective as of late. Yeah, he has been struggling. It's kind of getting overworked mm-hmm. a little bit. So to see Baez kind of step up, you know, it's going to be a very fluid situation in that bullpen, you yeah. know. It isn't like you can just hit the snooze button and have, you know, uh, Batanzas, Miller, and Chapman going for you at the yeah. end of the game. We have one, the guy that's automatic, yeah. and then it's kind of like feeling it out. Going, in. You have certain guys you like, but it is going to be, you know, matchups going forward until, you know, my boy Joe Blanton <laughs> reclaims his spot as stud setup man on this team. Well, you know, he's just, I, I think Blanton's just going through a rough period. I think he'll come out of it. So I'm not, I'm not really worried about it. Right. You know, <clears throat> right now he may be struggling, but, you know, He's done a good job of transitioning to the pen, and I think uh, I think he'll figure it out. Just a little bit of a rough patch right now. See, I have that confidence in Blanton. I don't have that confidence in Baez. I feel yeah. like if he hits another rough patch, that that's it. <laughs> Blanton's that wily veteran, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, is Sagan and just blasted on the scene today with four RBIs. I mean, the kid was just raking. It was good to see. Uh, three hits, though, today for a guy who's also scorching. And another bomb, his 300th career home run. Probably kind of psyched that it came at the expense of the Red Sox, I would have to say. Uh, but that was uh, Adrian Gonzalez. Yeah, he's been hitting nearly, I think, near almost 400 since July 1st. So he's been raking for the last month. I mean, that's good news. It is. Because him and Turner... I mean, for that little brief, for me, for that not even brief, for a while there, Seager was like the whole offense. Right. You know, now there's some pressure off of him. You know, he's, I mean, he's still hitting over 300. Mm-hmm. But a little bit of, now with Turner and Gonzalez crushing the ball, it's mm-hmm. not, you know, you don't have all this pressure on a rookie <laughs> shortstop out there, you know, as your lone offense. Yeah. It'd be nice to still try to get some consistency out of the leadoff spot. Uh, but. You know, yeah, it, it was kind of. They had an odd lineup early in the week, and I don't know. Um, they had Utley leading off, and they had Kendrick in the eight hole, and it's like I would have liked to seen that probably reversed. I don't know if it was they were battling on the lefty, and Utley's that much better versus lefties than Howie is, but it seems like Howie was raking. You yeah, know? he's been hitting pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, he's been hitting solid now for the past like six, six, seven weeks, <coughs> and it's like so. I would have rather seen him get one more at bat, you know, as is the tendency when you're hitting as the one hole yeah. as opposed to the eight hole, you know, rather than Utley. It just seems like Doc has kind of just fallen in love with Utley so much in the beginning <laughs> of the season where they didn't have a leadoff hitter and he filled in so amicably that he's just kind of staying with him because he trusts him. And I hear, you. I well, guess they, trust they, goes. That, but. They were teammates at UCLA. I mean, that's how old that Lee is, too. Oh, <laughs> really? Okay. Said, I, believe that, I believe that's true. You, I might have to double-check that. Wow. But. <laughs> that's another thing you can hit, hit yeah. him up, on, up with. Huh? Um, oh, man. So he was sick today, and, uh, you know, uh, McCarthy didn't have his best stuff. No, he only went three and two-thirds, right? And that, yeah. They seem to, like... 
kind of they kind of yank him at the sign of any kind of danger. They do. <laughs> they are like you know he gets to like pitch count seventy five. Yeah. They're looking to pull him. You know, and it's like I guess I mean the guy's coming off a of TJ, so I can kind of understand it. Um, so, do you think that that Reddick Hill trade is that going to be enough to kind of? push them over the top to win the uh, win the West? Because then you look at, it seems like the San Francisco, even though everybody says that their bullpen, I mean their farm system is weak mm-hmm. and the Dodgers is incredible, it seems like they kind of beat the Dodgers at the deadline. Mm-hmm. I mean, picking up Matt Moore yeah, to Matt bolster Moore. into their rotation and, uh, you know, they got Nunez, I guess, too. Uh, but you know, you, 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 your direct competition is the Dodgers. They can't hit lefties, so you go out and you get a lefty, a lefty stop. Yeah. It, it just seems smart, you know. And, it, like, conversely, the Dodgers go out, need a bat that hits lefties, and you get Josh Reddick, <laughs> who doesn't really. And it's like when you have a guy like Bruce out there who kind of does hit yeah. lefties, are you a little disappointed that maybe he wasn't the name coming back? No, because I'm convinced that. This is a classic. Jay Bruce is in a contract year, gonna, you know, one of those kind of things. I don't. I, we, we've seen Jay Bruce for nine years. Yeah. He has not been this good in the previous eight seasons. Yeah, he he hits home runs. You think he's on a cycle? Yeah, I just maybe. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know if he's on a cycle or he just happens to be. This is a. You know, it was the reason why when Cespedes wanted a huge contract, huge years, huge money, no one gave it to him because while he was excellent for the Mets in that last month of the year. We have enough evidence to know that this is who said, like, that's not Cespedes. Yeah. You know, I think it's the same with Jay Bruce. While he's hot right now, this is not Jay Bruce. Yeah. You know, he'll be back to hitting 230. You know, yeah, he'll hit, he'll hit you know, 25, 30 home runs, but he's not, his on-base percentage will not be this high. His batting average will not be this high. It's, yeah. I think that's, you always have to be weary of that. Yeah. You always have to be weary of that dude who just busts out when it's so opportune. <laughs> yeah. They get that big bat at the deadline, you know, just like they did last year. And then their last year big bat goes on the DL with that, <laughs> that quad hurt. <coughs> Potentially, uh, you know, golfing. <laughs> I, I, I love Terry Collins, you know. It's like, you know, I almost pine away from him on the Dodgers, you know. So there'll be a lot to talk about. I mean, Dave Roberts is so even kill and positive. I know. That it's like you're never going to get a blow up from this guy, you know. Oh, it would man. take a lot to get Dave Roberts to blow up, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some news early in the week that may have alarmed some uh, Dodger fans was when Clayton Kershaw got moved to the 60 DL, day DL. And I think you whew, you see that first thing, 60 day DL, and you're like, whoa, what? You know, but that is going back to the last time he pitched. So he'll still be available. Uh, so late September? I think August 27th. Is that what it is? It'll be his first day that he could actually go. And I think he's just starting up baseball activities. So Yeah, he started throwing. Not pitching. I think he just right. started throwing today. Right. So, so I mean, he's going to be at least three weeks away for that. And yeah. that'll be the 27th. So, uh, we'll see. you you got to protect him. Of course. You know, so, if it, I mean, for a power pitcher like that, if his back goes, he's done. Right. So, you got to make sure that he's healthy. Right. You know, because if it's up to Kershaw, he'd be pitching probably right now, try to pitch through the pain. Yeah. So you don't, you know, you got to protect him from himself now at this point. Right. <laughs> Just make sure, you know, this is a big investment. It's your MVP. You got, you got to make sure he gets out of his own way too. So <laughs> say Clayton Kershaw comes down. 
Okay, we're just going to shelve this guy. We're not even going to mess with his back. He's done for the season. Where, where do the Dodgers finish? You know, I, I've thought about this because everyone keeps saying you need, you, don't have, you, know, you need your ace and this and that. The Royals had no ace last year. Edison Volquez, who was on the Dodgers, was like their number one pitcher. Because right. Cueto didn't pitch at good at all for them until what the World Series. World Series, yeah. But nice he, was, he was terrible for most of that he was. run with the Royals. So it was, you know, their goal was shorten the game. Yeah. If the Dodgers' bullpen can stay consistent and the starters can give you, you know, you get Rich Hill, who if he comes, hopefully comes back healthy, he had a two-something ERA, right? Yeah. I believe. So, you know, you get him go six, seven innings with that ERA. You get Maeda, you know, three ERA, go six innings for you. You know, shorten the game. Bring in, bring in the pen. Yeah. You know, and try to get it to Jansen. I, I can still see them getting the wild card, only not so much that they're playing well, like you said, but we're starting to see other teams' futility. Right. You know, the Mets have kind of fallen down a little bit. Yeah. Um, the Giants, for some reason, are... I mean, well, Bumgarner was just a hard luck loser today. He, yeah. But he hadn't pitched... He has not pitched well until today. That's true. His last, like, three starts have not been good starts. Yeah. You know, so... Um, you're just... <laughs> yeah, they lost one nothing today on a Wilson yeah. <laughs> Ramos solo home run. I bet Mad Bomb was hoping he got kidnapped <laughs> on the way to the game. So it, it's, uh, you know, with the Mets falling... Uh, we, should, we shouldn't joke about kidnapping. I'm such a bad... I'm so bad. Uh, you know, the Marlins are still there, but I can see the Dodgers and the Marlins right now getting that wild card spot. You know, because the Pirates are not great. They're even really good. The the Cardinals, not very good. Yeah, they're kind of faltering. Yeah. I still think their best baseball is yet to come. And it's like I just kind of seeing them ripping off like a stretch where they win like 9 out of 10. N- normally I do. They're I'm- back in that. Well, I would agree with you normally. But they're that, not playing good defense. No, and that's uncharacteristic of, of the Cardinals. And their bullpen has been shaky, yeah. which is also uncharacteristic. You know, I mean, what, for a couple of years, you brought in Rosenthal, boom, lights out. Right. 100 miles an hour, you were done. Now he can't seem to find the plate. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got that kid, oh, who's kind of settled in yeah. as the closer, kind of locked down that. And they still have some decent arms like Segrist. And, uh, but, but they're pitching a lot of innings. Man, Manus, Segrist, yeah. yeah. they are pitching a lot of innings. Yeah. Segrist so, is just coming off a DL stand, yeah. I think. I, they also have this kid in the mine as Reyes who throws hard, who I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the bullpen mix uh, come the last I'm still convinced De Leon will come up in some form at some point. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking, you know, he would be potentially a starter coming up, and then Urias could be a power lefty in the pen. But, I mean, it just seems like every time they have that – uh, you know, inclination to move Urias to the pen. <laughs> Someone else gets, gets hurt. hurt. Like you know, Bud Norris. Bud Norris today put on the DL, the 26th player this year. Wow, one shy of the Red Sox record of 27. Oof, <laughs> the 012 Red Sox. You know, they were a bad team. <laughs> so the Dodgers would at least be better than them. Uh, so my, although I think my prediction of 85 wins if Kershaw does not come back is more likely true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now, say Kirsch comes back, and he's same old Kirsch. He comes back, say, three weeks left in the season. We get him one month from today on September 7th. Where do the Dodgers? I mean, if they, they can make a run I think the they fourth can. straight I think division so. title? I think they can. With the way the Giants are, the way the Giants are playing, I mean, I can't see the Giants playing like this till the end of the season. Right. But 
if even if the Dodgers play 500 ball and the Giants play close, to, I mean, I can see the Dodgers making a run. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> and how do you think that our the the Dodgers uh, rotation stacks up versus the the Giants right now? You know, I know you're not a Smarja fan, but. No, uh, it seems like Mad Bomb and well, Mad, Mad Bomb and Kirsch to me. While I do believe Kirsch is better, it's kind of a wash, right? Because Mad Bomb does kind of crush. Mad Bomb crushes the Dodgers, so if they have to go head to head, it's going to be a wash, you know. Um, but then when you look at the Matt Cain has not been good. He's been terrible. Samarja has been so. No, he has. I mean, his ERA is still in the fours. Cueto's yeah. been okay. Yeah, but he's been struggling as of late too. Right. You know, PV's like it's got a six ERA. <sighs> How that guy is still a star. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He must have some compromising pitches of Bruce Bogey somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you figure, I mean, if Rich Hill comes back healthy, I mean, I got I like the Dodgers more with Rich Hill and Maeda. Yeah. You know, as your 2-3, if that's with the healthy Kirsch, obviously. But, you know, you got Maeda and, and Rich Hill, and you got McCarthy, who's been pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I I their starter. I mean, I like the Dodgers bullpen more than the Giants bullpen. Yeah, so it's true. With I mean, a healthy, they perform better. Yeah, with a healthy Kirsch, I think they got a good shot. Yeah, the um, you know, it was not good that the they picked up Rich Hill in that trade because at first I think you know maybe some Dodger fans were like ah you know especially when the, you hear all the rumors about maybe the Tampa Bay starters yeah. coming over and they're like oh great we get a thirty six year old guy <laughs> who's up at the end of the year he's just a rental you know. But this guy can pitch, you know. He's figured out something towards the end of the year last year. He was pitching in independent ball. Yeah. He looked good in independent ball. So the Red Sox gave a flyer on him. He pitched four great starts at the end of the year last year under the radar for the Red Sox. Uh, after working with uh, their kind of pitching specialist, a guy like yeah. Brian Bannister, and he tweaked some stuff with them. And uh, so... He was lights out those last four starts and has been lights out until he got hurt with this blister thing with the A's. Yeah, and he's got him for like a one-year, $6 million deal. And every team in the league is kicking themselves for not bringing that guy in. Yeah, and Chris Archer would have cost you at least Urias or De Leon, which, right. I mean, in all honesty, I would have been fine with Yeah, if we got Chris Archer in return. But I think I think Tampa was probably wanting even maybe both. Right. Is it worth it for both? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe for both, but I yeah. think the Dodgers were like, not both. We'll give you one. We're we not going to give you both. Maybe kind of revisit it in the off season too. Yeah, you know, because he is a guy, a young guy that's talented and under control. But where there is, you have so much, um, you know, up in the air with regards to Kershaw. It's kind of tough to yeah. pull the trigger. And I, I don't think it was an accident that it came out after the deadline that he was going on the sixty day TL. Because you don't want to make that announcement before. Right. Because then everyone knows you're desperate for pitching. Yeah. <laughs> or you could be just mailing. I mean, we talked about potential being sellers if yeah. that was the case. I and, mean, you know, and now you look at McCarthy kind of struggling his last couple <gasps> stops. It begs the question what could you have get if you dangled the McCarthy out there and he was 4 and 0, you know, had a little shine on him still? <laughs> They could have got something and been buyers and sellers at the same time. I don't know. It would have been interesting because I think the trouble is, unlike the Yankees, who, yeah, they were 500, but we knew weren't going anywhere. Right. You know, the Dodgers were were two games back at the trade deadline. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it was. I think it was hard to be sellers at that point. Yeah, you couldn't do that to your fans. <laughs> yeah. You know? You know? <laughs> but um, Trace Thompson also 
uh, move to the 60-day DL this week, right? But same He's, and back issue. Same similar issue. We gotta get a back specialist in here. Yeah, Start I know. Strengthen him with these guys. We need some good stretching coaches. I, you know, we need the guy. We need the guy who uh, taught uh, Lionel Messi how to stretch. That's why. Uh, well, now there's rumors of him taking PEDs, but that's beside <laughs> the point. But uh, up, until, up until those rumors started flying around, he used to, you know, his a lot of his uh, stuff was guys stretch for like two hours before every game. Right. Just stretching. Maybe we, maybe we need something like that, some kind of rigorous stretchy program. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, you wouldn't think a young buck like Trace would need to do it, but he better get stretching. You know? uh, Turner still continues to rake. I mean, uh, our boy Kike came off the DL this week, and he's hit a little. He went deep uh, on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and he's hitting over the Mendoza line now. Finally got over the Mendoza after today. I yes, think. he did, yeah. So that's good to see. And Grandal is raking the past, like, five weeks. Yeah, because, uh, you know, a few weeks ago we were, God, we were really, I mean, he was not playing well at all. No. He was below 200, uh, for those who don't know what the Mendoza line is. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was below 200, and now all of a sudden, guy's hitting 230 in, like you said, five weeks? Raised his average 40 points? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a guy who's crushing the ball right now. Hitting home runs, getting doubles, had a triple the other day. A questionable triple at best. Yeah, but <laughs> that was something. A triple. That was some uh, generous scoring, to yeah. say the least. That was but, a double. Funny enough, but it was on the road. He got that call oh, in Colorado. Yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> at home, you could see it. But he yeah. got that call in Colorado. That was a huge triple. Yeah. <laughs> that salvaged that third game, right? Yeah. So that was uh, that was good of them to get. I was really impressed with the Rockies. They, they got some young pitches that look like they're going to stay, stay there, like Gray. Yeah, and uh, who else? Uh, what's, Kid Williams. Yeah, no, uh, shoot, I cannot. I'm blanking on his name, but I know who yeah. you mean. Yeah. He's got a pedigree, and he's like <laughs> kind of coming on for them now. And uh, um, uh, Chatwood looked pretty Chat, good too. Chatwood looks Chat Chatwood's their ace, right? I guess sort of. I would say probably Gray. I think Chatwood maybe has more wins, but just as far as like a big horse who can yeah. kind of throw hard and you can build upon. I mean, Chatwood's kind of a small guy, but he throws decently hard. They, they like finally wised up that they can't have any guy that relies on off-speed stuff. Yeah. You know, they just have to have guys that kind of, you know, a flamethrowers. That being said, Kenta looked pretty good up there. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's funny how I feel like baseball in general is moving towards that. We basically we need guys to that can blow it by where you just uh, you just need guys to miss like that's what we're aiming for yeah blowing it by guys you know how we can how can we make you know it's because um, you're getting in this era where like reliefers they either strike out guys or they give up hits right. there's no guy that kind of comes in you know maybe throws twenty something pitches but gets three outs on those you know twenty pitch you know you're getting less and less of that guy yeah. you're getting more of I'm getting a guy that throws 90-something miles an hour. I'm just going to try to throw it by him. Yeah. It's becoming uh That's why it was kind of so refreshing the other day to see kind of the stripling, uh, you know, Leighton. Yeah. <laughs> is it Leighton? Dayton? Well, who's the kid? Drayton. Uh, Drayton. Drayton, yeah. Uh, where they kind of did a combination, you know. They're like, okay, we combined for seven innings, yeah. <laughs> you know, and did the same work as a starter going deep. And uh, I think... Um, uh, Hunter and I talked a little bit about that last week where you look at all these guys that are lights out two 
two guy, two runs through the lineup, <laughs> but then on the third, like Maeda, they hit like one seventy eight first and first time through the lineup, yeah. <laughs> then like two oh four second time through, and then like three forty third time through. So it's like if you pair these guys with somebody else, maybe you can't get those six or seven innings. Yeah, and it worked really well for Stripling and Drayton. They both and and with Drayton being a lefty who. You know, reminding me a little bit of, um, and I don't know if it was because I think he wore number 75, but did remind me a little bit of Barry Zito. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and in his prime, Zito, not a Giants Barry Zito. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> big looping curveball? Uh, it, it was, it was, I think it was something with his motion. He didn't throw a big, he didn't throw that nice, you know, Zito right. had that crazy drop on that curve. I yeah, mean, that was kind of insane. Yeah. It wasn't like that, it, but it was something about his motion. Uh, the way he kind of threw the ball reminded me of uh, Zito a little bit. Interesting, interesting. Hmm. It was, uh, yeah, it was, but it, I, you know, because I, I never really, I didn't know much about him when he came up, and you know, um, I got, you know, I got to actually stay home and watch the game on Saturday because it was on uh, Fox Sports. Oh, I didn't yeah. have to go to a bar to watch the game, <laughs> so, or go to the game itself. Right. But uh, it was nice to. You know, when he got brought up, because my wife was like, well, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, oh, they just brought him up, you know, came from AAA. And, you know, I know there's not much book on him yet, but he did look pretty solid. And, he, you know, if they just need some consistency out of that lefty as long as Libertor's out. Yeah. As, as a lefty reliever, they just need some consistency out of a guy. You've really got to give an attaboy to Ross Stripling because, you know, it just seems like at the beginning of the year when, you know, they, he was kind of the last resort. To fill in that fifth spot. He took the ball and he battled. And he did well and hung in there for the first, like, six weeks of the season in the rotation, you know. And now they, so they send him down, you know. He keeps his chin up, waits for the next opportunity, comes up and he pitches well again. Yeah, that's why. In the pen and now starting, the spot starts. That's why you got to root for, uh, uh, what's Bettinger? Um What's it? How do you say his name? Ooh, Sagan. Sagan. Yeah, the, the new, the new, the new guy. Yeah, the new stud in the outfield. You know, he because they didn't bring him up by accident. I mean, he earned the spot. You know, he was raking in AAA, so he earned the spot. So it'd be nice, you know, you know, to see a guy like that kind of maybe he can stay up. Maybe he can do something with the team. If he hits lefties, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be up. Yeah, because they'll need him <laughs> up. As as we've discussed, their their futility against left-handed pitching. That's for sure, and everybody's going to be throwing lefties out. Yeah. I mean, he single-handedly tattooed Price today, pretty much. I mean, yeah. Price not looking sharp today, though. Yeah, his defense kind of let him down a little bit. I think they played three errors in the field behind him uh, with David Price, but he's turning the corner a little bit, Price, which as a Red Sox fan, I'm glad to see. <laughs> he was eh, okay today, but like I said, the defense let him down. But his last two starts, both which the Red Sox lost, he pitched well enough to win. Yeah. But uh, looking forward to this team, the <laughs> Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, they are now. We got a homestand coming up here. We got the Phillies coming to town for three, and then we got uh, Dodgers got Thursday off, and then uh, Pittsburgh coming to town for three. So the boys of Pennsylvania, East Side of the state of Pennsylvania, are coming to the ravine this week. So. Uh, you know, Phillies played some spirited ball for everybody uh, knowing they were going to be kind of a solid dweller this year. But they got some young guys playing. But we've uh, got to get back to winning series. Yeah. Winning series. So they were able to do that versus the Red Sox today. Hopefully they can win that for series versus Philadelphia. And uh, Got to take four out of six, at least. Four out of six. Got to take four you out of six. You got to. You know, because then, then you're, uh, yeah, you got a pretty winnable uh, road, road uh, swing after that. But. Gotta go four and two. But then you got the Giants. The next home, the next home stand after this is the Giants and the Cubs. 
That's that's a tough homestand. It's going to be interesting. I love, you know, who doesn't like to see coming down the stretch in September? Yeah. Dodger Giant Baseball. It's going to be so sick. Oh, yeah. And this is why, like, you know, a few years ago when they started loading up on uh, how many times you play the teams in your division. It's kind of a good thing. Oh no, yeah. I love it. I, yeah. lo- I love. I think. I think that's the way it should be. It, is, it should, it should so. be like that. <laughs> now they just have to, uh, you know, which seems like the logical next step. Dial back the uh, interleague. Yeah, you know. So I was never a fan of the interleague. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like a fun novelty for the first two years. But yeah. Now I'm just like, like, I'm like, we. St- it's all I'm honestly like, we still do this. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It, it, it's almost like if they could. Working in the schedule where it was like one series. Where you played the Angels, you know, and if you're, you're, you know, you play a team relatively close to you, something like that. Right. Giants play the A's, Dodgers play the Angels, you know, you do things right. like that. I think right. it's, it's fine. It's, uh, it's when, you, you know, I mean, yeah, it's great to see the Red Sox coming to town, see the Yankees coming to town. I mean, yeah. it's nice, but. Yeah, they said the first time the Red Sox came to the ravine since uh, 2013. Yeah. Uh, which I would have thought it was, it was uh, earlier than that, or a longer period than that. Um, you care to take a stab at what I was saying earlier, what happened in Dodgers history on this date, 1972? I do not know. Okay. <laughs> then I'll just... Nobody tweeted you, right, with the answer? No. Okay. Um, it is uh, Sandy Koufax was inducted into the Hall of Fame, oh. becoming the early uh, the youngest inductee at age thirty six. Boom, Dodger fans! Nice <laughs> little gem for you, little gem. I gotta, you know, uh, I wish I could say I researched that, but that one's all Vin during the telecast. He <laughs> pulled that out, you know. Our eighty eight year old guy that we have in our research department. Thank you, Vin, <laughs> very much. Uh, anything to shout out before we uh, sign off for oh, yeah. the week? Since I was uh, sick last week, I'll give a shout out to the uh, Cystic Fibrosis Foundation again. There you go. As a sufferer of it, uh, f- please uh, take a look at their website. It's cff.org. Awesome. Take a look at that. And you believe you can find them on Twitter at the CFF Foundation. Yeah. Or you can hit up uh, Josh. Or you can hit me up, yeah. At, at Gersh13. He can give you all the information you need about that stuff. That's so. right. Thank you guys very much for tuning in to another edition of Dodgers Rap 360. For Joshua Gershon, I'm Mike Conley. Thank you guys very much. Go Dodgers. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.